this is Sugandhi Iyer for the Good Fortune Show, and we have your host here, Ray Trujillo. Hi, Ray. Hello, Sugandhi. It's a pleasure, always. So this show is Ray's show. It's not my show. I'm just here as, um, as an extra. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> just, you know. <laughs> Putting my two cents in, <laughs> that's it. But this is ratio, and I'm introducing it, of course. And uh, the Good Fortune Show is every other Friday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. It's across the show from the Joyful Manifestation Show, which I host. And it's all the same vibration. And we have Ray here. She's amazing. She's amazing at good fortune. And Ray, just bringing you in again and thanking you so much for having the show, for hosting the show, and for bringing people here, our audience, your amazing energy, the fruits of all your labor, all your research and investigations, and everything in the topics of good fortune. So, Ray, again, just for the sake of the new people who are joining in, what do you think good fortune really means? And thank you again, Sugandhi. I appreciate you very much. Um, for my interpretation of what good fortune truly entails, what it means to myself and, of course, to many, and it can have various interpretations across the globe, Yet good fortune can ideally represent good luck or good opportunities or good chance, correct? Yet when we extend it out and we literally expand on that instances that are auspicious, meaning essentially of good fortune, taking it further, what is that the divine intelligence being called forth in to help supply and to create that fortitude, the strength, if you will, and apply that with the desire and the outcome and the reaction applied with hard work, de discipline, determination, confidence. And when you apply those frequencies in the hard work or the dedication aspect, and you come with the place of confidence and you apply that into achieving a desire, whatever it may be, that would be in the terms of what the individual would perceive as good fortune for themselves and for others as well, then that is when we have a formula in which there's much permeation of the positive influences that transcend any limitations or so-called blockages or frequencies that are on a lower vibration as opposed to mid and higher vibration, yet the good fortune can entail a myriad of elements for so many people. But for myself, the best way is just to start looking at the root of what good fortune essentially means to the individual and what they perceive for themselves as what is auspicious. And is it of uh, application with the divine intelligence invoking the goodness and the graces of God, the graces of a higher power, whatever is respective to the person's individual belief system. And across the world, uh, we could speak about Lakshmi, we could speak about the Christ consciousness, the Buddha consciousness, uh, 
the atmosphere of love and the divine love, the divine prosperity in which God our Father, the universe, the potential of unlimited quantification and applying that with those applications to create your individual sum whole in its entirety good fortune. Ray, you may have seen streaks of good fortune or you may have seen continuity of good fortune. There is a difference between that certain streaks of good fortune and continuity of good fortune. Somebody who is good for who has good fortune all the time versus somebody who experiences off and on good fortune. Uh, what is the difference? That's a wonderful question. I'll be happy to elaborate on the best I can with that. So when you speak of streaks of good fortune versus the continuity of good fortune, so I would apply that in the sense of intermittent good fortune versus consistent good fortune. And so there is such a theory upon that in which there is the law of increase, the law of the divine supply of all that is good, all that is plentiful. And there's a time and place when maybe somebody, and this is no, I'm not minimizing anyone by saying this, but perhaps there's a time in one's life in which that is their extreme emphasis to focus on one thing. It could be growing a harvest. It could be you know, winning a contest, or it could be, can I finish my midterm paper on time, right? But they're asking for just those individual instances, yet not across a whole span over a consecutive amount of time in which they're actually going into a place of, I'm going to just be thankful and just I'm so grateful that I passed my midterm and I accomplished it on time. My harvest was completely abundant. And so I'm going to continue and just say, thank you, God. Thank you, Lakshmi. Thank you, the divine universe. Thank you, the Holy Spirit. Thank you so much for providing me in that divine time, and that divine order, that beautiful supply in that moment. But I am so eagerly anticipating and so gracefully in the recipient mode of receiving more of God's blessings, more of the divine blessing, more of the cosmic frequency of what is infinite in the supply of goodness. And so there is a differentiation between the instantaneous result of good fortune in a particular moment in time in which, you know, we've all had a necessity at some point Yet, when we continue with the continuity, as you were re referring to, um, that basically extends into when you're actually living in it, when you're breathing in it. You know, I'm going to bring up something that Walt Whitman had shared once, and I'm going to quote it as best as I can from memory. I no longer ask for good fortune. I am good fortune. And so... That's a Walt Whitman quote, yet there is much <clears throat> that we could uh, delve into from the Bible, essentially. Like in Psalm 23, uh, we could go to many universal aspects through 
uh, all various belief systems, religions, and so forth, and non-religion, just in the mental and the spiritual application of that I am a divine being. I am, of course, well and deserving of every day having some integration of good fortune before me and upon me, in which I am consistently in the flow of the divine. And therefore, I appreciate if somebody just so nicely and sweetly says hello in such a nice tone. And therefore, I respond and say, hello, it's nice to meet you. And I'm giving a simple exchange as um, what I'm going to expand into next, that if you allow, I will continue and just go into this part of that because what you ask is a very very full question which is a beautiful question but it's so important because it actually is part of the roots of good fortune as to why sometimes it's intermittent with some and sometimes how is it with some people it is on that consistent the continuity pattern in which there are just these continued high vibrational aspects that occur all around them. And so I will actually go into, you've heard of the phrase of uttering a word, correct? So when you utter, they, they literally have the same root meaning, utter and outer. So when what you utter literally becomes an outer part of yourself, therefore your world. So the utterance, what is your outer, uttering and outer. So speaking into existence, speaking verbally out loud. And the ancients knew of this. The ancients in ancient Egyptian times and Atlantean times, ancient India, ancient uh, in the Chinese, in all of those thought forms that have been around forever, right? There has been such a pronunciation and a profound emphasis upon the vibration of words and the vibration of the sustenance of what the power of words entail. And so uh, truly that would entail the decrees in that what you release within yourself and your world, and then you make room for good to invoke that good to come in. So if you're invoking God, the Holy Spirit, the divine supply, if you're invoking Lakshmi, a beautiful good fortune and so forth if you're just invoking the atmosphere of love and the divine love applied with that good thought so you're permeating good thoughts into the world as much as you humanly can as much as you spiritually can it actually improves the mental well-being and the physical well-being and the spiritual well-being because we are a trinity we consist of our mental attitude and our spiritual attitude and therefore our physical manifestation from the combination of the spiritual insight attitude and the mental attitudinal adjustments and when we marry those three together in a divine trine so to speak then therefore we become this essence of no matter what is going on no matter what other types of forces are trying to inflict upon such goodness your barrier becomes bulletproof. Your barrier literally becomes impenetrable to anything that is attempting to 
lull and dissolve and take anyone from their highest point of good to their lowest point. And that means that you could be on a very high resonance frequency. And sometimes, yes, some things do penetrate through. Yet, if you did not behold such a high vibrational insight and a high vibrational master of yourself, just that, in essence, so much more could have occurred. Yet, when it's just on one scale and it's occurring and you're constantly knowing how to deflect and then by stating that you dissolve, like, dear God, I dissolve this negative in current. And by seeing that what's occurring is that you're continuously dissolving, continuously transcending, and continuously surpassing any of the false illusion that has been falsely superimposed into the realm of one's scope. So when one sees past that illusion and one is able to just remark upon that and have that awareness that they themselves are truly in the divine mastery of themselves in which God, the Holy Spirit, Lakshmi, the Holy Universe, the Celestial Kingdom, whatever one wants to ascribe to, and they call in and they invoke that energy, it is beyond a treasure of greatness because it literally, truly just blasts out of the way the limitations when you speak and decree the goodness for yourself and unto others, and that also assists with a continuous flow of good fortune, as you mentioned. And instead of it having in streaks, because we are humans, yes, and we are infinite beings, we are eternal beings, and in our infinity energy, in which we are constantly going through the world that sometimes there's rainbows and sometimes the rainbows aren't so bright and shiny right so when we are capable of just letting ourselves know and reminding ourselves that that's just an intermittent illusion for the time being i am so strong i can transcend that i will dissolve anything that tries to offend me, anything that tries to obliterate my happy stream of consciousness, I'm going to truly seek my highest good as best that I humanly can, as best that I spiritually can. And so when you apply that with the super conscious state of your mind, that you often can release the miracle power that has been dormant there. And so it's, I would say that it would be good to practice on a daily basis, let's say that, um, you know, whatever is respective to one's belief system, right? But I'll just give an, a, a small example that if I were to pray, and I pray, but if someone was to chant, correct, or to sing, to do whatever their, can, it, what's convenient and comfortable for them, that if they were to apply at least 15 minutes daily in some pattern for themselves, their prayerful affirmation, then five minutes for every 15 minutes that's utilized, that five minutes goes into the application of carrying out those beautifully powerful prayerful affirmations, those powerful mantras, those powerful chanting sessions in which you're literally dissolving 
all the infrequencies, the disharmony, any of the patterns that do not serve our highest good, because God wants us to be always successful, always happy, and always full of riches, and so always full of uh, extreme health, extreme abundance in all manners. But it is on the opposite side of God in which that is, uh, I would say, a subsequent um, human reminder that we are literally capable of creating any goodness that we want because we do have and possess and behold the power and application with our thought and our mental acuity and our spiritual astuteness and adjusting those attitudinal muscles in the brain and with the spirit coinciding it all and to say whatever happened up until this moment i'm going to transcend this i can and i will not hold on to the vibration that was less than up until this moment because i'm going into my new timeline i'm in this moment and this exact second in a nanosecond in the next nanosecond in the next minute in the next hour in the next day i will carry with me my new self my eyes my soul my spirit is renewed all is renewed all is renewed in that sensibility so that's another practice that people have uh, you know practiced and people can work on of course and it's a it's a daily thing that might seem a bit challenging at times, yet getting past the formula, in essence, it is so much easier once you just consciously recondition, repetition, repetition. Therefore, it becomes similar to muscle memory, attitudinal memory, spiritual memory, in which that exact moment, that precise moment in which you feel that all hope has been lost, you know, despair not, fret not, fret no more, fear no more, transcending the limitations of what fear is all a false illusion, right? Fear is, there's an acronym, I'm sure that most people have heard this, but fear, false evidence appearing real. And that's a helpful acronym that I like to share with people and when I hear other people share that as well, it's a lovely reminder because that's an illusion. So the most parts of the supernatural senses that transcend from the lower spheres of ourselves into the higher superconscious spheres of ourself, which creates the miracles to manifest, whether the miracles are small, middle, you know, middle size or extremely large and gargantuan. That is essentially a beautiful formula to adhere to. And then you are in a place of strength and the fortitude of that strength. And then you're literally invincible. Hi, Ray. So, you know, I just watched some really bad drama on TV. And yes. that somebody was being punished, terribly punished for some really bad wrongdoings and uh, grave wrongdoings. And she was punished for that. And then she says, okay, you know, um, let me take the punishment. I'm, I want the punishment so I can clear my soul. Did she try to turn that punishment into a good thing to clear her soul? I kind of felt as if that was a mis misuse of the law of good fortune because 
she was literally being made to carry poison in her mouth and do some really, really bad, horrible, horrible tasks. And she tried to turn that into a good thing. Ray, don't you feel like there is a limit to what people can convert into a good thing? I mean, well, she, I agree she with just, you. Like, accept that, okay, you know, this is not really good luck. But then Correct. try to turn that into a good thing. Correct. And I share the same reaction with you when you expressed that you felt that that particular character was attempting, and I'm going to attempt in quotes, attempting to apply and misuse the circumstance of her free will in which she completely, apparently, I, I don't know the scenario only from what you've shared with me, but from what you've shared with me is that the abomination in which she perpetuated and the abomination in which she co-created or co-conspired and therefore executed into the world, there is a limitation with when good fortune literally is the root and the emanation of from the atmosphere of love. And I'll go and segue back into a small, minute reference in which I was giving a very simple example, and and I was going to expand on that, so I'm going to utilize this moment to expand on that, if I may. So when I go and I see someone at the market or the florist, right, and I smile and I say, hello, how do you do? And they're like, hi, and even if they're maybe busy and, or they're not in a great mood, but I'm still generating positive energy. But if I I'm just in that simple term. But if I hold the door open for someone who is not able to open the door themselves in some way, or maybe they're fully abled and they're able to open the door, that's a good deed, right? So we're talking on a very small scale of the very roots of just being kind and permeating the atmosphere of love and kindness and generosity into the world of just being a good person, right? Yet when you are not you, but when one is in a state of a place of despair in which they're on the polar opposite spectrum of the atmosphere of love and they're emanating from a place of deeply rooted hate for themselves in which that particular character in which you mentioned, I can only ascertain that that individual character is coming from an antagonistic point of view, that they're characters written in to be like a villainous individual and therefore trying to resurrect themselves and there's a time and a place for that with forgiveness of course and that we are not to judge others yet when one is utilizing a misuse like you perfectly stated a misuse a misappropriation of an abomination type of deed on a dark and lower, very low vibrational energy in which they themselves took themselves by temptation, took themselves by greed, took themselves by, you know, hatred for themselves and therefore into the world and from rage 
you know, vengeance, whatever it may be, retaliation, retaliation. But in that essence, that is the exact opposite of good fortune. And so one can only hope and pray for the eyes to awaken, but it is definitely not a form of good fortune. Yet the good fortune would be applied with the fact that if someone were to truly, truly, truly redeem themselves and really just completely pay the restitutions karmically and by the spiritual laws and the restitutions on earth and in the physical manners and to individuals in which they've harmed, it still has the energetic pattern and the energetic format of that an abomination had occurred, correct? So it is not in the same vein as good fortune because it is not from the atmosphere of love. Yet the attempt, though, to falsely create this self-imposed illusion unto the character that I'm just paraphrasing from what you expressed, but that, oh, if had I not done these horrible, vicious deeds, I would have never found myself to be able to recreate myself and therefore be good. That is a very different interpretation coming from a place of non-judgment, yet it's coming from a place of the truth of the basis and the origin of what truly does create good fortune. So you will often see that in life, it is much the people that perhaps they were blessed with good fortune, that somehow that they um, had karmic good fortune applied with their hard work and effort. Yet that true essence of good fortune always has a co-partnership with the divine spirit, always with the purity. What is the pure intentionality behind achieving good fortune? And so therefore, by a universal default, um, and that's what I'm declaring, this is a universal default and the motivation in which that character was permeating not so positive, not so helpful, not so redeeming qualities into the world. They're not thinking about how can I make that person's life better? How can I smile at someone? How can I help bequeath unto someone and maximize their happiness, correct? And so when one is coming from that false state of their false ego, then they truly have to make certain reprimands and excavate so much of what they've inherently known, what they've stepped into, what it's equated to, and therefore also what it has done in the effects into the world. And so therefore, that is on a different spectrum altogether that I cannot uh, coincide that soul example that you presented and align that with the true origin of good fortune. So basically, you're just trying to correct something that was negative anyway, and correcting something negative is not from the source of good fortune, because a person who is in good fortune is in the place of giving, uh, because they have so much good fortune. We're not trying to tell you to go give to charity or something like that. We're just saying that 
somebody who has good energy can give out more good energy, which is different from someone who's trying to correct or fix something that's negative because the source of what they're fixing is also negative. Is that what you're trying to say? Absolutely, yes. Absolutely, yes. And when I speak of coming from an atmosphere of love, and I give a very small example of how you walk into the market or the florist, right? The baker, right? And you smile at people and you just say, hello, how do you do? And you're just being kind. Or if someone's carrying loaves of bread and you open the door voluntarily, even if you have loaves of bread in your hand as well, just be off or the thought of that. That's a very tiny, minute example of that authentic goodness and that authentic stream of positive energy, helpful energy, loving energy. And I could go into huge and much bigger examples, yet I'm going from the very, very, very minute details in order to give this example. Because when one comes, like you said, yes, from the place of joy and from gratitude and from generosity and happiness and Therefore, that person already is existing in that emanation of good fortune because they are in the prospect, like in the prosperous thinking pattern. And so there is this statement. I'm just going to say this now. I think it befits it for the moment. May God prosper you and everything and everyone around you. So the people in which that are going into the world just really being authentically as kind as they can be with no agenda and they don't have vengeance and they don't have this hatred and just the toxicity that also can just abound and much like the character that's creating good fortune into the world. And therefore there's an energy that relates to that. And therefore the quantum resonance of that good energy and the karmic law and the divine says and sees God sees that person is being very kind and at the right moment let's you know bestow upon them something magnanimous and perfect and beautiful in a certain moment in time and so the person that's coming from the very opposite spectrum of that that made dire and heinous mistakes and heinous and vicious crimes that is truly from the i would say the opposite of goodness, the opposite of God, the shadow parts of the light, that the light exists in all of us, yet in that particular character, the void had taken over at that time. And so, therefore, they are trying to just merely fix what they've done because there is intention behind it. It was not an innocent mistake. There was a motivation and an intention behind it. And there was harm done with the intent to harm, with the intent to cause and inflict pain, suffering in any form, whether it be mental, spiritual, and physical, financial. In any time that one commits such an offense unto others, unto even if they do it in a certain way in which they think that it's okay to themselves, in which they've created some sort of attitudinal adjustment that they feel that oh it was out of you know seeking revenge well all of those are negative frequencies that are not aligned with the positive frequencies of good fortune so positive fortune positive goodness good fortune itself 
is all a result of truly and maintaining the good fortune is all the result of thinking good, thinking great, thinking kindly, coming from a harmonious place, and therefore also the atmosphere of love, the atmosphere of goodness, the atmosphere of a positive intention, even if one is having a sort of day in their mind and they are taking care of 10 children and 20 cats and 30 dogs and 100 horses and, you know, but they're still in the emanation of the good high vibration. They're still in the prospect of the mind and that super conscious state that is aligned with Christ consciousness, Buddha consciousness, Lakshmi energy, anything that is of pureness. Therefore, they're overcoming the obstacles that maybe have proceeded in another form of existence. So I am very much aligned with what your reaction is. Sue, um, I was reading, there are so many gods of fortune. I was just reading, you've got Plutus, the Greek god of wealth, Lakshmi, Hindu goddess of wealth, and then there are seven Japanese gods of luck and fortune. And there is Fortuna, who's a Roman goddess of chance. Kubera, which is a Hindu god of wealth. Jephion, G-E-F-I-O-N, which is a Norse goddess of prosperity. Kaishen, K-C-A-I-S-H-E-N, no, Chinese god of wealth. Then Vasudhara, V-A-S-U-D-H-A-R-A, which is a Buddhist goddess of spiritual wealth and luck. Jambhala, which is the Tibetan, Tibetian, Tibetan wealth-giving Buddha. Then Nang Kwak, sorry for mispronouncing all this, N-A-N-G, then space, K-W-A-K, Thai goddess of good fortune. Then Sir Nunos. So C-E-R-N-U-N-N-O-S, which is a Celtic goddess of wealth and life. Then Chrysus, which is C-H-R-Y-S-U-S, Greek spirit of gold. So these are 12 um, things that I picked up from the Internet. But I'm sure if you do some more research, you may find your favorite god or goddess that you can connect to and attract wealth. Which brings me to another question. Ray, what do you think about increase of abundance and financial increase than the application of prayer, affirmation, spiritual energy, increase of abundance through certain methods? Do you have any method or any affirmation that you can go into for increasing abundance and finance? Yes. Oh, yes, absolutely. And it's so beautiful that this world has so many um, interpretations and just there's such an abundance of goddesses and beautiful avatars of God that all can relate to and feel aligned with. And so I just wanted to add that in. Um, so basically, when we speak of the law of increase, there is so much to go into with that. And with the law of increase, meaning that 
you are able to maximize your potential and also that you apply the law of decrease. Law of decrease is an important aspect of this, and this is very beneficial to know for everyone. And we could discuss this at entire length in another show for sure. Yet the law of decrease is to truly release all doubt, release all of the hindrances of any form of despair, any form of fear, any form, and you literally give that to God. You surrender that to God or your goddess or you or the universe, however you would like to apply that. But I'm taking that from the Bible because of the law of increase is so beneficial because literally when when God declares, let there be such as let there be light, let there be gold, let there be loaves of bread, let there be water for everyone, you know, and so it was and so it became. So we can take these notions and just apply them where they belong or where they are appropriate to be seen as fitting. Yet the praying affirmation of the law of increase in which you want to make room for good, that comes from a place of polishing the aspects of anything that can infringe upon the highest good of your potential. And that goes into the law of decrease. So we're interchanging just for the moment to discuss that before I go into affirmation for increasing wealth, etc. So when you literally release, even if it's maybe there's 100 things that are um, bothering somebody, but they're of good intention and they could be very, very, very successful. They could be wanting to be successful or they could have been successful and then they were trying to reignite their success, correct? So we're talking on all streams here, yet in the attitudinal adjustment of the mind and the spirit spectrum, going into the deep consciousness and the deep subconsciousness and make harmony there and release, we'll we'll just go with fear. We'll release fear and doubt. Fear and doubt coincide, correct? So we're going to work on releasing the fear and the doubt. And we literally just, like God declares, let there be, and so it is, let there be my success. And so you go into basically your handles of power because there's such a vibration in the power of words in which I mentioned a bit earlier, correct? So when you go into the affirmations of prayer, chanting, tantric singing, whatever is aligned with the individual that really is for their most comfort place to receive and to just achieve what their goals are in the spiritual realm, there is a lot of releasing the power into the subconscious mind. And so in that notion, you let those prayers, affirmations, you let those go free to go to work and then produce high profits, high margins of increase of everything. And we're speaking of Anything that you think of, whether if somebody's praying for their their harvest or for you know their um, business or for their them to win their soccer tournament, or if they're 
literally preying upon their stocks in the stock market or whatever. And, you know, I'm not giving financial advice in that way, but I'm just speaking of those implementations and the integrations of such important aspects. And so, you know, we could cover this in an entire show, maybe, maybe the next show, but there are truly um, 11 decrees that apply into the law of increase and so i would say that the very one of the most important ones would be talking to god and strategizing with god you know or lakshmi and anyone can insert whatever they would like to i'm just going to speak in god because that is my belief system yet i'm whatever you want to insert so the prayer of asking is the second one so you literally ask and you ask for, how can I make this happen? What can I do? And you can ask for signs and so forth. And that is literally praying for the direct guidance. And so many people will say, I'm praying for a sign. I'm looking for a sign, you know. And so that is also the divine force, the divine cosmic intelligence applying. So you can also apply the decree of divine intelligence with the decree of divine love. And then you can also literally apply that, let God's will be done, let the universe's will be done. And I would say marry that with the divine plan in the divine order. There's the sacred blessings of the divine order. So your prayer of faith and apply that with, your divine restitution and restoration, meaning that all of the karmic balances are in a place in which things are just very, very, very equal across the board. And so if I give you a loaf of bread to Gandhi, then maybe the following week you give me two loaves of bread. And I say, thank you so much. And then I have this beautiful Dutch bread or this German bread or this Russian bread or anything, right? I'm just giving examples. And so suddenly I get this beautiful recipe and then I'm giving back and forth and we're enjoying the exchange of sharing with each other. And that's the divine supply. So in essence, we're increasing our supply and I'm using bread as just a simple analogy for this specific topic. Um, yet when you speak of certain affirmations that are really, really powerful, um, we have to look at the emphasis of words and the vibration of the word and the verbal prayer, the verbal chanting, the verbal dictation, and that vibration is very important. And some people, yes, can you can write it down, you write things down, thoughts become things, right? Yet also when you are silently in prayer, silently in chanting, silently in a meditative state, that is also very beautiful and highly effective. But when you speak of things out loud, when you speak into the world and the vibration, the high resonance of that speaking to God, speaking to the creator, speaking to a goddess that you are aligned with, speaking to the Holy Spirit, to the universe, speaking to that divine consciousness, there is a total, I would say, lyrical resonance with the vibration from your heart chakra, from your crown chakra, with your third eye chakra, and your 
literally well your throat chakra because that is the emanation of your vocal cords correct so you combine all of that yet i will say that because the ancients did believe for so long that man human man had seven thicknesses in which that really means layers of the mind that constantly needed to be cleansed of negative thought in order for his prayers or chants or her prayers or her chants to be answered so verbal words have a true total psychological value as well so it's very important to speak upon that because we can go upon the early christian mystics we can go into the ancient chinese the ancient egyptians in the hindu the you know ancient india all forms from long ago that truly are astounding us now to this day in which the mysteries of the past that serve our present and into the future there's much to learn from the past and much for us to learn in the present to create our future so you know one good would you like me to to proceed into a uh, one affirmation or so that would sure. apply with the law of increase okay well one that i did declare earlier and this is a simple one for everyone to remember i mean it's very simple may god prosper you and everything and everyone around you and that literally entails it sounds so simple yet it's so powerful and um if someone doesn't you know they want to say may buddha or may the holy spirit or may the angels whatever they want to do i'm i don't judge anyone but i'm just merely trying to help everyone here so um when you speak of that because if i have a fine jewelry store right and if i don't wish blessings upon my patrons who come in to buy a multi million dollar diamond brooch for me right if i say may god prosper you and everything and everyone around you that means that i'm putting upon the blessing and the prayer upon that individual so they are prosperous that they are happy that they are healthy that they are full of wealth and abundance so they do have extra luxurious funds to tap into so they could buy my you know 10.7 million dollar brooch <laughs> and so i'm just giving a big example there and if i were to be someone that just literally says i want to bless my my teammates i'm on the fencing team and we're trying to get to the you know to the the finals to be appropriated for the olympic team well then therefore i say may god prosper you and everyone and everything around you meaning that everything will go into sync that means the finances will be in order the health will be in order the opportunities will be in order and we dissolve any negative frequencies that could literally abstain from us achieving our you know future goal of winning the US Olympic for the fencing team so that's just another example but you see how it all lines up but another thing that um is a little bit more extensive than may god prosper you and everything and everyone around you is um literally making room for good all financial doors are now open to me all financial channels are now free to me divine substance now appropriately manifests for me so when you speak of all financial doors are now open to me correct and then you state 
All financial channels are now free to me. And then you state divine substance now appropriately manifests for me. You're creating a vessel of all the wondrous opportunities. You're not creating a limitation by saying that this is a beautiful, simple, secondary application that's a little longer than the may God prosper you and everything and everyone around you. When you literally state that all financial doors are now open to me, all financial channels are now free to me, divine substance now appropriately manifests for me. That means that I can literally say, okay, the gold, the rubies, the emeralds, the silver, the whatever it may be, I'm literally open to all of the sources of that divine substance. I'm open to the strawberries, to the loaves of bread, to the beautiful wine, to the beautiful, you know, the I would say anything, vegetables, kale. We're speaking on all spectrums where we're not saying no to something that God, the Holy Spirit, the goddess Lakshmi wants to provide us. Lady Fortuna, I love Lady Fortuna, by the way. And so you're literally saying, I'm open to all the channels. I'm open to all the financial channels that are here for me, presented to me from the divine substance that now appropriately manifests for me. That is the divine substance that emanates from your attitudinal spectrum of the atmosphere of love and the atmosphere of being a recipient of goodness and carrying that with you day to day and being kind to others, doing a good deed, even if it's just something simple as one thing I really like to do is that if I have to speak to, let's just say, uh, um, a customer service, and I'm so pleased with how they handled my circumstance from the inception of the call to the conclusion of the call. And when I'm so pleased with how the individual took the time and the patience to courteously understand and correct anything or whatever it may be, even if there's no correction, I'm just giving an example, that they took the time to be fastidious and attentive to my circumstance, my needs in that moment. Well, therefore I ask, may I please speak to your manager or someone that is in the management of you? And they say, oh, well, oh, sometimes they're like, really? Wow, oh my God, you made my whole day. Well then, fortunately, if I'm able to speak to their manager, their manager gets on the phone and I literally say, I would love to say thank you on behalf of your staff, and it's a reflection of your character and what you have imparted upon your company standards because of the way in which you have pervaded this. This wonderful, exemplary person was able to assist me and in such a wonderful way, and I would truly love for this person to be acknowledged. And guess what happens? That individual the manager, so to speak, will say, wow, thank you so much for taking the time. You know what? I'm going to make sure that they receive something special. And guess what? Sometimes that could be God only knows, but it's a good feeling. And therefore that goodness perpetuates. And then that person wants to continue to prosper, to be good. And therefore they treat other people good. And then other people that are treated good by that person also treat other people good. So it's infectious in a beautiful way. Because in that one stream of consciousness, that is the difference between achieving all the good fortune, and we're talking about bank account, we're talking about bank accounts, we're talking about 
the stocks or investments or portfolios. And we're also talking about harvest. We're talking about how you know your children are prospering in your household, your young children, your babies and your young adolescent children, your teenagers, and also your grown children, correct? And it, we're speaking about an all across the board from the financial spectrum to the very root core of the nuclear family in which we have just so much is ingrained in the graciousness of generating this kindness because that is how we become winners. That is how each of us become that emanation of that goodness and being in a perpetual state and flow of achieving, therefore winning. And so their goal of, well, I started off with $100. Well, I added 10 zeros to that $100, right? And that's an example. And if someone wants to add whatever amount of zeros to that sum in which they state in their mind and therefore on paper and declare it verbally, believe in that sum or believe in that opportunity, believe in that desire Believe in the goal in which you would love to achieve and then continue. Don't just stop at that one goal. Once you do achieve it, continue forth. And just if you write one book, write 10 more. If you make a million dollars, make 10 million more. If you grow one loaf, you know, if you create, you know, harvest to have one loaf of bread, why not continue to just keep doing it and perfecting it, perfecting it, and then, you know, grow something else learn to do something else, continue to go into an attitudinal implementation of that, you know, I'm increasing my good, I'm increasing my wealth, I'm increasing my health, I'm increasing my spirit, I'm increasing my atmosphere of love, I'm increasing my atmosphere of divine potential, of abundance and goodness. And the world is so much more attuned, even if there's people that might not be awake to certain aspects Yet when you have your own ecosystem and you walk into the world, there is such a reverberation of that daily emphasis upon that energy impartation in which it is undeniable the power. It's a superpower of the divine and so forth. And so when you emanate and you are living in this, it is a beautiful, profound experience for yourself. And I witness it for everyone else around. So, Ray, you know, this is so amazing. And, you know, next show, let's go into, and it's just a suggestion, maybe we, we can touch upon how to increase abundance. And remember you said if you have one loaf, then make it 10, make it 12, make it 100, make yes. it 2,000. And we can go into this. We will. Yes. We will guide you into how to do this. We can have some affirmations in the next show, but definitely connect to Ray's good fortune energy. Ray Trujillo, she's amazing, and she carries this energy. So do tune into our show because we are changing the energy around you into abundance and good fortune. And the next week, we have the Joyful Manifestation Show, which is a sister show, and I will be hosting it. It's at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time next Friday. So then you can start your weekend. Every weekend you can start and start preparing for your week ahead with good fortune and joyful manifestation energy. Thank you so much, Ray. Thank you so much. So we are signing off now. Ray Trujillo and Sugandhi Ayer for the Good Fortune Show. Signing off now. And until then, have a fantastic week.